Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Fantastic Mr. Fox one minute at a time. And thank you for coming back. It's no longer Spooktober, so we're back to the regular show. My name is Tyler Boudreau. And I am Conja Boudreau. We're the Amateur Nerds, and we're here to talk about Minute 44 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which begins with some banjo picking, and it ends with a diddle-dee-daddle-da-daddle-doodle-doodle-dum. Joining us today, we have a very special guest. Please welcome Sean German from the Groundhog Minute podcast. Hi, diddly-ho, everyone. <laughs> oh, diddly diddle die doodle dum Hi. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Ned Flanders, would he fit in in this movie? <laughs> Not until this minute, I don't think. <laughs> Ned Flanders definitely would be, like, the guy playing the washboard at, at like, a, like, a circle of folk singers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't Kondra, think... Kondra, do you know what we're talking about? Um, Needle, needle Nose Ned? Ned the Head? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no idea. I've got that right, right? No. That's a different Ned. No! <laughs> uh, I'm a mess. I'm what's sorry. What's that Ned's name? What's that Ned's last name from Groundhog Day? Ryerson. <laughs> oh, Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, no idea I can, who you're talking I, I can see the confusion. Those, there, there are a lot of similarities. I could see those two getting along very well. Well, I just figured oh, with Sean sure. being here from Groundhog Minute, like, my first thought was Groundhog Day. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. Condra, Ned Flanders is the Simpsons neighbor who says Heidly Ho neighbor. Oh, I've never seen The Simpsons before. It used to scare me as a child, That's... and I can't watch it today. <laughs> That's okay. I've seen like three episodes. What? <laughs> okay, Sean, you don't realize that we are very young and we like just didn't grow up in a world where like The Simpsons was like the biggest show in the world. We just kind of grew up in, the, in a world where like The Simpsons was a show, but like also there were other shows and SpongeBob. Okay, yeah, it's a it's a different time, I guess. Yeah, although like I. I, as, like, a somewhat comedy person, recognize the fact that it's, like, comedy writing, The Simpsons, that's, like, a big deal. So that's why I've kind of made it a point to try it out. I mean, I appreciate The Simpsons <laughs> oh. for its animation history and, like, its impact there, but I, I still can't get myself to watch it. Hey, let's talk about Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah, let's talk about something that we, we have seen that's uh, also a part of animation history of sorts <laughs> perfect i can do that all right um, so, so this gather might be the best the minute in the movie sorry oh, sorry <laughs> you were saying tyler um yeah i was saying this might be the best minute in the movie i i would say yeah when when you were offering up the minutes i don't know if this is i think i may have mistakenly asked for the previous minute but this is the one i wanted this is this is yeah. great the music the dancing, the everything, the the style. I know you guys have, have, have talked about it from other minutes, but particularly things like the campfire and the playing, the, the instruments and the musicians. Um, this style of animation with those kind of movements and that kind of scenery, it's really amazing. Just, just the look and feel of this minute. Oh, you're absolutely right. The combination of the realism... And the totally absurd, like, oh, they're just going to dance in a chicken coop right now, <laughs> I think is what gets me. Or in a below 40 uh, goose fridge freezer. Goose, yeah. goose fridge. Or, or in a, yeah, a warehouse full of uh, alcoholic cider. Um, oh, yes. And that's that's why, and they all do, 
So you've got nine characters, and it's an interesting parallel. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't quite notice this till I was breaking it down one minute at a time, but funny how that works. There are yeah, <laughs> there are nine humans when when the camera pans around that circle that's that's playing oh. our folk song around the fire. There's nine humans. And when we get our little breaks in in the three different warehouses, I think there's only two of them this minute. We had you got a little dancing last minute, but when they dance and they separate out, there's nine animals. So there's a, a symmetry there that absolutely you know. right. I want to come back to this nine humans around the campfire, but let's talk about the nine animals. Right. Talked about this last minute, how they're all doing different dances, and we we tried to tag ourselves and which dance we thought we were. Okay. So uh, Sean, what what dances you? What dances me? You know, I'd I'd like to think of myself as a Mr. Fox because he's yeah. he's the only one who looks like he really knows how to dance. Like he's doing an actual dance. Um, a, well, and, and, and Ash looks like he's doing the robot dance. <laughs> That's solid, yeah. The rest of them, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if it counts as dancing. <laughs> I'm probably more like Mr. Beaver's son. Who's just like doing jumping jacks? He's just jumping up and down. I think he's fist pumping. Same oh, fist pumping. Okay, he's just jumping up and down, punching his fists like a like a joke from the Blue Man Group. Yeah. Well, and then and then Mr. Beaver's doing this thing. Like I don't know if he's supposed to be like a prop plane. Like he's twirling his arms, but just from the elbow down. So the elbows are out, and then both his forearms are spinning around like propellers. I'm trying to remember what Badger's doing because I saw Badger doing a dance and then I was trying to imagine Bill Murray doing that dance. <laughs> and then that made me laugh. Yeah. I tried to describe, I just, what I say for what I had for Mr. Badger is just arms up like he's stretching. He kind of looks like, like he just <laughs> got out of bed and he's kind of like just reaching out and stretching and yawning and, and, and ready to meet the day. And I like the um, opossum, Kylie who is like a, a, an alien out of Space Invaders because his arms are flipping like up and down and he's moving side to side. He's like one of the aliens in Space Invaders. I just want to <laughs> shoot That's him. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to shoot Kylie? <laughs> well, just, you know, from, you know, well, from growing up playing Space Invaders, he just looks like he's he's waiting to get shot. Just, um, oh. But yeah, so I... You're not, I, you're not a... To quote Petey, you're not a yokel trying to shoot the cuss out of animals oh no no i'm just in a playful video game kind of way where he reboots he respawns at the end and he's okay if i, if I <laughs> oh, thought good. he was going to be really hurt then i wouldn't i wouldn't shoot him or at least i would well, eat maybe, him if i did or is kylie the one where you like where like you suck him in and then that boosts your your shooters or is that galaga there yeah no I, yeah I, I absorb his powers <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm that's not kylie. sure what powers an opossum that can be absorbed but well we'll get back to that later <laughs> that's a thing that comes up later in the movie all right so i'll save it save it but uh yeah i really love this I, I i asked for these minutes just because this is just the joy and the mirth and the ch- sort of child nativity uh naivete of we're we're moving and that we're moving and there's music and that makes it a dance. It's it, there's no set moves, there's nothing you know. There's no name to it. They're not doing the cabbage patch or the herky jerky or, or the twist or anything. They're just moving, but with the joy of 
well, in this case, it's the joy of breaking and entering and stealing, you know. So, so it's not maybe the most wholesome joy, but it Wait, is. Joy. Can we continue to list? Can we continue to list dances that they're not doing? <laughs> they're not doing the mashed potato. They're not doing the mashed potato. They're not doing the boogaloo. Um, yeah, are, are we see, just doing the, shake your tail feather? All the dances I know are from the song "Land of a Thousand Dances," so I know it. <laughs> I do not know all, a thousand dances though, so I do. I all, all the all the dances I know are from the Blues Brothers, Ray Charles. Scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, no one is is shaking a tail feather here, but they're well, all they're all mammals. Well, no... they're shaking the tail feathers of the chickens they're eating. Yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? I was going to. Well, oh, Sean, when we were originally talking about this minute, you you liked Christopherson's kind of Frankenstein dance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, because it, what it made me think of, it made me think of two things. One is the um, a Charlie Brown Christmas, the cartoon mm-hmm. Peanuts holiday special, because there's a there's a similar scene in that for the the school dance, the Christmas dance that they have, and the kids are in. It's it's just like this. The kids, well, children, if you have them, you know they're just animals. <laughs> but we don't have children. Um, if you did, you'd know they were they, they're animals and they dance just like animals. And so, like the in, in the peanut <laughs> special, like all the kids are all doing different things. None of them are dance. But there's this there's one kid who's like doing the Frankenstein. He's got his arms straight out and he's kind of kicking his arms, kind of similar to what what Christopherson's doing here. Although it's it's almost like he's marching in place, like exaggerated militaristic marching type movements. But yeah, so this immediately made me think of. Uh, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas special and the kids dancing in that. And then that made me think of the robot chicken spoof on that. Um, they did a, a skit, uh, Robot Chickens, an an- a 15-minute animated program on um, the, the cartoon cable network, if you're not familiar with it. But they did a skit, kind of a takeoff on the new Star Trek, where there's some time travel involved and old Spock travels back in time to meet new Spock and in the the robot chicken skit just the Spocks keep coming it's Spock after Spock after <laughs> Spock and then at the end they just have a big Spock dance party and of course <laughs> Spocks if you if you have any Spocks you know they're just like animals and they all dance different <laughs> dances um, just like all um, our different animals are doing here so that's all these things that, that come to mind when I see this scene. So when this episode comes out, remind me to make a meme of Anakin saying, children, they're like, they dance like animals. <laughs> so I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> that's not, well, that's not quite what I meant, but sure. I <laughs> um, speaking of me being uh surprisingly morbid i don't know crash i I can get into a little thing i have but condra do you do you have anything you want to say before i get into my thing that i have can i talk about some dirt for a minute oh talk about dirt please (laughs) all right dish um so some dirt dirt on some dirt so lately when the critters have been digging they've been very linear very straight but nicely layered and all that fun stuff all the dirt layering i like to talk about but this time, Wes Anderson has thrown in a wrench and added some rocks that mm-hmm. they've had to do these really cool zigzag patterns around that it really breaks up the rest of the 
the digging scenes and makes this stand out and kind of goes along with that like frivolous childlike nature of the rest of the minute because it's it's a lot more erratic and a lot more unexpected that's my dirt on dirt dirt on dirt all right so we so we see this shot we have we get a beautiful circle shot so where it starts on pd and then we kind of go around the circle to see all the different people playing instruments and i'm going to tell you all the instruments that they're playing i wrote them down too so now i'm wondering if you notice this conjure so the first guy got a jaw heart yep yep second guy stand up bass Mm -hmm. third guy blowing into a cider bottle remember him Mm-hmm. Fourth guy playing a washboard. That is Doug playing Fifth the washboard, play- Tyler. That's not just anyone. That's Doug, Doug playing the washboard. Is that the, is that the explosives That's man? That's the explosives man. Uh, next guy playing spoons. I think I remember seeing a video on the internet that Tom Hiddleston's really good at playing spoons. Yes. We'll get back to this. Uh, no, 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 that's not what we're going to get back to. Next guy playing is playing a pumpkin. He's just hitting a pumpkin. He's, that's uh, Tyler, that's actually really traditional um, playing a gourd. Usually they're hollowed out and dried. Um, so that's not super surprising. And that's actually like an, a, it's from African music tradition. So respect the gourd. Okay. And, it's, the and gourd. it's seasonal because this movie takes place during the fall. There you go. Uh... <laughs> and then finally we get dan the newsman snapping Mm -hmm. but okay we're gonna fast forward to a a later shot where we get like a a shot counter shot of like pd and then everyone else Mm -hmm. when they're doing the call and repeat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when we're doing the call and repeat the redhead who's blowing into the cider bottle isn't there anymore (laughs) but the cider bottle (laughs) is on the ground yes so what happened to cider redhead cider bottle guy where did he go is he dead (laughs) Did someone, Did is, there, is there a replacement person? I didn't notice this. No. So there's just eight people now? <laughs> there's one, yes. two, three, four, five, six, seven, and Petey is it's eight. eight. Did Maybe he just had to, you know, see a man about a horse. He just, you know, he just put the jug down and had to go off to the side. Did he realize, maybe he realized he was being filmed by the camera guy and got really <laughs> nervous and is like, I'm out, guys. Is he wanted? That's really weird that I didn't like the jug is still there. I I assumed there was a man holding the jug, but no, he's gone. Is he a g- 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 ghost? Spooky season is over, or is it? <laughs> I just I just like to throw a like hidden dead people into every episode of yeah. the podcast. Or was that was he like a spy? Maybe it was like three beavers in a man suit kind of thing, <laughs> and he was coat. just there reconnaissance. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> what? That's as likely as a ghost, right? It's... Why is it always the redheads? <laughs> I feel attacked. Yeah, it was like this. Was this guy that looked like Donald Gleason? He was just like pale white, with like red hair. <sighs> what a mystery, Tyler! Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah. So this has now become a true crime podcast. <laughs> that's where the big bucks are, right, Sean? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's where that's where the. Uh... Fortune and glory lies in true crime. So what happens to the jug-blowing redhead? Maybe. Just have to investigate that. Maybe. He runs to go get the pan that that other guy uses at the end of the minute. He's like, (laughs) we need a pan! (laughs) Wait, I love pan guy. So, wait, no. Let's talk about this. Okay, so PD does the thing where he says that Fox, Doug is quick as a gopher that was hyperacative. Hyperacative. Which is really hard to, like, if, unless you put si- subtitles on, it's really hard to know that the word he's saying is hyperactive. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And then Petey does the little arm motions where he like does like a huh, and then a huh, which is really hard because it's a non-visual medium. He does like a little snap thing. Yeah. And then like on the like on the one of the next measure, the guy, this guy just pops into frame and like hits a little metal plate. It's so funny. And Petey looks so insulted too. He just looks at him and just like, "How dare you interrupt my silence?" Uh, I love Petey. Um. Uh, Wait, before we move into something else, in the middle of his lyrics, uh, he actually cusses. So that would be cuss number 25, oh. folks. We're racking them up. All right. Cuss count 25. Mark your calendars. Take a shot. Oh, yeah. Don't be of water. He <laughs> shot the tail people. off the cuss with a fox shooting gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's that's what the did 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 anyone write down the lyrics? I, I looked them up on the computer, lyrics? so I yeah, have I, them. I was able to find them online, so yeah. I do have the lyrics, and we get most of the so song this minute. There's a little bit, as you guys would know, last minute, and as you'll find out, there's a little bit in the next minute. But we got pretty much there the is, thing. What? or so there I've heard. More? I don't know. I actually haven't watched the next minute yet. But save I'll it. Save it yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I was very happy that the, the song got extended into three different minutes of podcast. I was excited about that. Three crazy uh, Jackies so, had our hero on the run. What is a Jackie? <laughs> definitely uh, like a phrase to refer to farmers of some sort or like like country folk. Country folk. I've never heard that before. Yeah, well, and I, yeah, I, I thought that was an odd turn of phrase because I would think like Jack's. Would Jacks would be guys and Jackies would be girls or maybe women would be Jills. Maybe it's like Jacks and Jills kind of thing. Mm, maybe. So these three, maybe. three three crazy guys, these three crazy, you know, these Jacks, these Jackies. You know, had our- you know, I'm sure Jack would be very happy because to where there's a hole was once a hill. So now he doesn't have to go up the hill to fetch the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, what about Vittles? It says uh, just like every little critter needed vittles for his little ones Vit- like vittle, like uh, vital like consonants that's um vittles is like a shortened form of like a what is that word victuals victuals yeah definitely like oh, a oh, okay. i'm like when i heard that i knew what that meant it was jackie's that got me yeah i've heard of vittles there's like tender vittles the cat food so vittles is food yeah so, i mean it's you know it's it's musicians counterculture all that their jargon the hippies with their, jarvis cocker yeah yeah just throwing in a lot of yokels and jackies and and stuff what about what about the idea that the whole song is from the perspective like supporting fox pro critter even rights pd is an em- <laughs> even pd is an employee of bean well we'll we'll, we'll maybe we'll uh, get some input from his employer next minute on what he thinks of this particular oh, oh, song oh. but uh yeah this is it's well because it, it, it lends itself to folk music is sort of the under guy the underdog the animals against the the man literally and in, in, in this yeah, like yeah in this case literally i guess just kind of it's a more sympathetic battle you know to, to sing a song of the poor animals just trying to feed his little ones versus singing a song about the men with their machines and their explosives and they're blowing up hills. It's just, it doesn't paint as, as pretty a picture. It is kind of Grey Goose-esque. I mean, if we want to go back to another song of this film, Grey Goose, done by Burl Ives in this, it's got that kind of weird mystery 
folk time kind of feel to it. Now, did you guys talk about um, about the man who uh, kind of gives voice to Petey, Jarvis Cocker? Have you we, talked about him at all? Yeah, we did. We we did introduce Jarvis Cocker in the last minute because okay. new character had to introduce who he was. But do you have any additions on him? Nope. Uh, I think everything you covered was spot on, and I have nothing to add. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Look. Luckily, our guest knew uh, knew a pulp song because we didn't. Okay, yeah, I could say I like pulp sounds familiar as like I think there was a band called that at some point. <laughs> yeah, that was Jarvis Cocker's band, and well, Sean, I don't know if you know this, uh, but our listeners do. Jarvis Cocker is the the lead singer of the band The Weird Sisters in Harry Potter Four: The Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I read that, and I still I can't pictured in my mind i guess it's maybe it's been too long since i've seen harry potter number four but yeah you don't so. know harry potter like the back of your hand what what's going on i'll have to wait till harry <coughs> potter minute gets up to that movie i'm not that far along yet that's I'll just okay shout out to harry potter minute. shout out to all the minute yeah. shows so, so many <laughs> getting getting back to uh the fantastic mixer mr fox minute um What's that? I, 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 I want to jump back to the the dirt we were dishing earlier, um, and specifically about how the digging they have to kind of twist and turn and, and turn back sometimes to avoid these rocks. How well do they know this area? Because it seemed to me sometimes they're like their path is turning before they actually got to the rocks. Like they kind of knew something was coming. Do you think? You know, you think they knew they were going to have to like bend and turn, or they just being surprised as they go by these, uh, you know, these subterranean obstacles. Well, I think Fox did say, so when they started digging this path, he -hmm. said that you just kind of have to feel your way out. So, and um, our last Mm -hmm. guest surmised that potentially Fox had magical abilities and was potentially like clairvoyant. So, I mean... If we want to go the magic route, Fox just knows. But also it could just be like um, when you get closer to large ra- large rock outcrops, the dirt does t- tend to get um, more rocky <laughs> and less sandy. <laughs> um, so if you want to go the technical route, there might actually be a dirt change. Um, <laughs> or Fox could be magic. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I kind of lean towards... Well, you know, a sufficiently advanced technology can appear to be magic because before he starts digging, he kind of he leans up against the the dirt wall and he kind of I don't know if he feels it out or it almost looks like he's pressing an ear to the dirt to kind of sense what's out there. And he does say that they're going to have to dig in a very special direction. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of got the feeling that they yeah, he doesn't know where all these rocky things are that he's gonna have to dig around but he does have yes something's tipping him off he's sensing something that the less fantastic fox may not notice but you know because this particular fox is fantastic he picks up on this stuff yeah that's definitely my interpretation is he is the quote-unquote fantastic mr fox Mm -hmm. and he's this he's this ultimate trickster figure like if bugs bunny was in this group you know Bugs Bunny would pop right up into the middle of that chicken coop, too. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, like, sometimes you're just, you're in the zone. Like, he seemed a little bit, obviously, pleased with himself, as as he usually is, but also a little bit surprised. Like, hey, right in the middle. 
you know, and then he pulls off, oh, I meant to do that kind of thing. But, um, <laughs> you know, he's just speaking of, of Blues Brothers, like he's just on a mission from and he's like, maybe it's divine guidance, whatever. That's making sure he's going to be successful. He's going to dig the right direction. He's going to pop up right in the middle of uh, the goose freezer or wherever he's looking for. And, uh, you know, it, there's, there's some tight spots. They're in a tight spot here, no doubt about it. But I think they're going to be OK. <laughs> Hey, that was that a, was that an unintentional quote of uh, "Oh, brother, where art thou?" Um, yes, that <laughs> that was an unintentional quote. Although there's certainly parallels between the two films, um, I don't doubt. Well, that. yeah, uh, <laughs> famous uh, Ulysses McGill quote. Damn, we're in a tight spot. Yeah, well, <laughs> "Oh, uh, brother, where art thou?" is the movie I want to do next. That, oh, there you go. Put me down. I'll be a guest on that any day of the week. That's another great movie, you know. And there's there's a lot of similar similarities between those two characters. I mean, I'll save it for the um, what? Oh, minute, where art thou? Um, whatever you're going to call it, you know. But so but certainly, there there are parallels between Ulysses and uh, and Mr. Fox here, definitely. Oh well, yeah. I mean, Mr. Fox certainly is a an Odysseus Odysseus character. Oh yeah. Uh, Condra, do you want to get into that? I mean, Tyler, I'll always go down for the classics talk. I mean, even Felicity is Penelope. You even can run a, yeah. run that, and um, Ash is uh, his Ash is Telemachus. Yeah, I mean, no story is original when Homer's around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, Sean, something we didn't do at the beginning of this minute that we've been doing with our guests is can you tell our listeners a bit about your relationship with Fantastic Mr. Fox and what you think of it? Um, I love it. I, 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 I well, you know, I, I don't know if love is the right word. Um, this movie just makes me feel so good. And so happy. This sort of the artistry and and everything, the the stuff that you guys have, have talked about. You know, this the animation, the characters, the weird melding of the realistic human characteristics, the fantastic mix of anthropomorphized animal characteristics, and then the occasionally the realistic animal characteristics that these animals have. Um, it's it's just so wonderful. I don't. I'm pretty sure I didn't see this in the theaters, but I imagined it was pretty soon after it came out on home video. Um, I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I'm, I know I loved it from, from the very first time. Um, it's one of those films. There's a, there's a small, very small, like two or three movies that I have a, a mixed kind of relationship with. And I think I've, I know we were talking about a little bit before we started recording and I've, I've talked about this with other folks that like this movie, it's like a melancholy joy. It's, there's a little sadness just because I look at this and I'm like nothing, none of my creative endeavors is as wonderful as this movie. And it like makes me a little bit sad yeah. to think like I will never do anything this wonderful, but I'm happy because I get to see it. I get to participate. I get to listen to your podcast as you talk about it. So I get to enjoy the wonderfulness, even if I wasn't able to be part of, of creating it. But this is just, I think, um, and, and I still, it's one of those things that kind of surprises me. It's, it's like when you meet someone who hasn't seen the Simpsons, you're like, huh? Um, a Kate, you know, how? Kind of <laughs> <laughs> but occasionally I've, I've run into people that said, Oh, you know, when I mentioned, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going on this podcast, I'm talking about fantastic Mr. Fox. And, 
Um, someone would say, I, you know, I, I'm not really into Wes Anderson or I haven't seen any Wes Anderson films. And I like, this yeah. is the starting point. This is, watch this one. If you like nothing else that this man has done, you're going to like this. You know, this, in, in, you know, this leads you open a door to a new realm of, of these wonderful quirky movies that he's made. That's fine. If you do nothing else, but just watch this one, that's something that I think, you know, so that's, this is the starting minutes. point. When I do run into someone who's not familiar with Wes Anderson, I say, watch this. Or if they've seen his other films and they haven't seen this one, I'm like, you, you haven't seen anything yet. I think this is, this is, this is the best. This is great. Again, it's just the joy that the, it's this animation style. I don't know what it is about this style. And, and part of it is, and again, going back to things you've talked about, is knowing how difficult it is to some of the simple things we see. And particularly this, like, how do you do you know, a campfire with the shadows and the light with sort of stop motion claymation and, and the instruments and everything else? And then, the, and, you know, those things are kind of... They're not photorealistic, like you know you're still looking at animation, but they're trying to be realistic versus then we cut to the animals digging, which is not realistic at all in terms of how animals dig and what they're <laughs> going to look like. Like there's no attempt, but you know, and that's part of the wonders of film is that it doesn't have to be literal. Like we know what you mean. We know what what the filmmakers are trying to tell us with these digging scenes. They're digging and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be literal for us to understand it. So, yeah. So I, I like the movie, to answer your question. Thank <laughs> I you. like it. Thumbs up. I approve. We oh. should put that on you our podcast. Up? Like, if you, if nothing else, Sean German likes this movie. I like this movie, yeah. So I gave it two paws up. You know, two paws up. Oh, good. Yeah. Although I did notice, like, so I don't know. And I'll, and, and let's I'll get your, your, you folks, your opinion on this. So each of the three warehouses or storehouses or barns that the animals break into that they dig up in they all do the same dance in each one Mm -hmm. now is that Mm -hmm. just lazy oh we're just going to reuse this animation three times or is it telling us something about these characters like they have certain personalities that are going to be the same and that's why they're always doing the same dance i mean i only have one dance move so if they're (laughs) anything like me i've got nothing else I wouldn't pen it as laziness as much as shorthand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, it, it's they're, they're three-second shots. You're not going to, like, spend all that time making them do different dances. Right. Especially okay, when they are, yeah. they're elaborate at, in themselves. Like, Phil the mole, he's spinning on his head, and that in itself is really challenging to do animation-wise. So, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's some of that, yeah. too. Yeah. Or maybe the first time you see a couple of them dancing, and then the second time you're like, okay, I've seen them. What are those other guys doing? Right there. So that's probably yeah one of those one of those filmmaker tricks that I don't know about because I don't make films. But yeah, so <laughs> you figure the first time you start, you look at the first three, and then the second time you look at like the middle three, and then at the last time you look at the other three, and then by the end you've seen everybody dance. Um, so going back, I know we had a little bit of a dance conversation earlier, but you mentioned Phil spinning on his head. The mall mm-hmm. is that? Do you think you feel like is was that like break dancing? He's doing the head break dance head spin. Is that what he's doing? I think so. Um, in the last minute when we saw them dancing the first time, he did more of one of those arm stands that like is the precursor to starting to spin on your head. So I think okay. he's got some break dancing moves in his catalog. Yeah, because that that's kind of the vibe I get. And and 
you know, the attention to detail, there are inter- intermediate steps. It's not like he's standing up and then the next frame suddenly he's upside down on his head. There are like some <laughs> movements in between where he's kind of got to spin on up. So yeah, or spin on down, I guess, spin upside down. So there's a little, little break dance. Like that's a, an example of an actual dance that the guys are doing for the animals. So we should probably start wrapping up, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Sean, I wanted to draw attention to like, I don't know, you, you had that kind of feeling that like you would never get to be part of this movie, but I, not, not to give ourselves credit, but like, you know, doing a podcast, engaging with the, the fandom and the criticism of this movie, I think is participating in the movie in a way. And I think don't sell yourself short on that. Well, no, I won't. I won't sell you guys short. I mean, you're 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 oh, doing well, it. You. you know, one minute at a time. I'm just a listener and a one-time guest. Well, but. you're 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 always invited back because I've had I've certainly had a blast today. Mm-hmm. Perfect yeah, halfway well, minute. <laughs> yeah, I think my my, my wife's kind of getting sick of this movie. I hadn't seen it for a long time. Um, and then when when you had announced that you were doing it, I'm like, oh, that you know, you announced you were doing the podcast. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that movie for so long. So I, I you know, I, I watched it. I think I, I had a flight. Actually, it might have been was it last summer? I'm trying to remember. It might have been going to Chicago for the the movies by minutes gathering there. I don't know. I'm trying to remember when you announced, but I knew I had a flight right afterwards, and they just happened to have this movie on the in-flight entertainment system. Like that's a sign. So I watched it then, and I, I, I could kind of see it, but it's noisy on the plane, even with noise-canceling headphones. I didn't really, I couldn't really hear all the music and the dialogue and everything. So then I watched it again at home, and then when we actually set the minutes, and you know we set up the time to, to record this and everything, then I'm like, okay, now I got to watch it again. And my wife's, and then then I see the the scene where they're they're doing the dancing, and like I call my wife and oh, you got to see this one scene, you got to see him dancing, and so she'll be happy that having recorded this, I'll probably watch the movie less often going forward than I have been. <laughs> um, it won't go away completely, but I think she'll be glad. I don't know if she she likes it. I don't know if she quite enjoys it as much as I do, but I enjoy it very much. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Sean, where can people find you on the internet? Um, yeah, so I'm kind of I'm in a few different places, but probably the best place is org. So I mentioned my wife, but I didn't mention her name. Her name is Catherine. So C A T, cat A N D and Sean S E A N cat and Sean dot org, and from there it's you you'll have a link to groundhogminute.com, um, where I covered the movie Groundhog Day, one minute at a time with my buddy Dave Palace, and there's also a link there to spinaltapminute.com, where I covered the movie This Is Spinal Tap, one minute at a time. Um, with my good buddy Heidi Bennett was my co-host for that, and it's also got links to other podcast stuff. All my guest appearances. There'll be a link there to this episode when it comes out. So that's kind of where I'm pointing people these days to catandshawn. dot org, and then uh, you know that links to other things. Yeah, very cool. Uh, we'll do our little sign off right now. I'm Tyler Boudreau. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Tyler Booty. That's at T Y L E R B O U D Y. And you can follow the show at Amateur Nerds. Get in contact with us on that lovely social medium. Or you could email us at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com with questions, comments, concerns, thoughts about future minutes. Or you can rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcast or Google Play. 
and yeah, it's been a pleasure. Uh, this has been minute forty-four. We're Fantastic Mr. Fox. Join us next time done. for minute forty-five. Whoa, Woo. we're halfway there. Living on a prayer. Uh, I've been Tyler Boudreaux. I've been Condra. I've been Sean. And we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.